Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We are back after a quick little summer break with the Ricky Henderson of Podcast, the greatest of all podcasts, the GUAP. I'm your host, Alex Espinoza, with my co-host, Hal Gordon. A dog! <laughs> and uh, for today, we have uh, Alex Marks joining us. Thanks a lot to Alex. He's the Director of Strategy for the Nevada State Education Association, which has recently filed paperwork to become a political action committee, a PAC opposed to... The new A's ballpark in Nevada called it, uh, calling it schools over stadiums. Alex, there's a lot going on today. We were just talking offline how there was an article in the Las Vegas Review Journal today, kind of downplaying what you guys are doing. So we kind of want to jump into it. Um, first of all, can you just kind of give people an overview of what your goal is here, and um, you know, just kind of the genesis of this this pack that you guys have created here. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we keep saying that this this whole thing involves the A's, but uh, we're all about the whys. Why do the Nevada people have to fund a billionaire's stadium? Um, this is about our kids. That's obviously our main priority. But, uh, you know, we launched uh, Schools Over Stadiums um, in response to the giveaway to John Fisher. So the Nevada legislature felt that their main priority for eight days after post regular session was to spend eight days bending over backwards to give John Fisher $380 million of public monies, while Nevada schools rank 48th in the nation with the largest class sizes in the entire country. Um, you know, we we had 120 days of legislative session. The stadium was always kind of lingering around there. Uh, but on the, I think it was the 113th day, we actually saw language for the first time. And after that, that was all everybody's focus. That was it. Um, so after that, you know, once again, our, our educators came up short. Um, we came up short because their focus was on a billionaire. So there was a lot of good legislation during the regular session that either failed to get a hearing or died or vetoed afterwards. Uh, you know, if, if watching all those bills die and then watching our, our legislators give a stadium away doesn't show that our priorities are completely misguided. I don't know what would. Um, we had bills to pay for summer school. We had bills that would have created universal school lunches for our kids we had, you know, proposals for reducing class size, all died, didn't get a hearing or were vetoed. And then the legislature went ahead and gave $380 million in public funds to build a stadium. Um, apparently that's the fix. That's what they think is going to solve all of our economic woes. Uh, we have 40 years of data to suggest otherwise, but the goal for us, um, you know, and, and maybe to bring it back a little bit, we keep asking, you know, well, why are the teachers involved? Why is it, why is it you guys, you know, why isn't somebody else? Um, it has to be. It has to be the teachers because for, you know, decades we have been chronically underfunded. Um, you know, it, it's kind of funny that schools over stadiums ends up being called SOS because we've been saying <laughs> we've been issuing an SOS for decades about how poorly funded yeah. our schools are, how large our class sizes are, and our educators are fed up. And I think, you know, that's one of the reasons that it is us is because it has to be us because nobody's going to advocate for the kids like we are. And, you know, a stadium isn't going to fix our problems. So we we set up a pack a couple of weeks ago. Um, we are committed to pursuing every single possible avenue to stop the use of public funds to subsidize a billionaire stadium. That includes litigation to, uh, you know, sue 
Uh, we can get into the, the merits of that in a little bit. And then the other option is a statewide vote on the stadium. So that could be one of two things or both, hopefully. Uh, that would be either a referendum, which would basically repeal Senate Bill 1 from the special session that would wipe off everything they did for eight days. Um, the second part of that would be an initiative process to bring in additional funding for education. So that could be anything from you know, getting rid of the exemption for all the live entertainment tax, which could bring in a few million dollars a year. It could be a gaming tax increase. Um, anything that lets the people say, we are tired of our legislators underfunding our public schools. And as the people of Nevada, we are going to take, you know, the bull by the horn. We're going to do it ourselves. We're, you know, maybe, maybe an Avengers reference, Thanos, like we're going to, we're going to do it ourselves. We're putting on that gauntlet and we're going to do it ourselves because the legislators aren't doing it. Um, you know, so again, all options are on the table. We're, we are having meetings with vendors about signature gathering. We're meeting with folks about uh, coalition partners. Uh, you know, there's a lot of good paths we can take. Um, but all of them are done to make sure that our kids are the focus and to make clear to all Nevadans that public funds should not go to a California billionaire. We want 380 million going to our schools, not for a stadium. Yeah, so sense. I'm sure, Alex, I'm sure that you've heard uh, from uh, skeptics and opponents, um, you know, well, this this isn't going to get teachers uh, any more money. You know, th this th this is separate, you know, streams of money. Oh, the you know, the money that they are going to give John Fisher is is just money that's um, that's sort of a but for tax money. Uh, so I can tell you, uh, you know, I introduced myself before the podcast as a, as a, a hot dog vendor. I also, uh, I also just graduated uh, from a, a, my PhD program at, at UC Berkeley in oh, agriculture and resource economics. And I can tell you that the entire, basically the entire uh, academic uh, economics uh, field that has ever studied these stadiums is you know even even though they do sort of appear in in almost all cases they like sort of appear like oh this is but for money like this 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 would be tax money that that economists like estimate that the that the state and the county just like wouldn't get any um so you know it does it does make sense um i uh i i think i mean obviously spending money on education like <laughs> that 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 will grow your economy uh but uh, I don't think that giving John Fisher a bunch of money for something that he's he's got to build anyway. He's got he's got to build a stadium. The the A's can't play in the Coliseum after twenty twenty four. He has to build it somewhere. Yeah, build so it somewhere. Uh, that's not going to build. You know, he's going to spend. He would spend the money anyway. So it's it's yeah. it's it's crazy. Um, well, I think that was part of the issue too. So I mean, we we have taken positions against you know similar items at the legislature for for years at NSCA. Yeah. Um, and our, our members are very, very engaged in the legislative process, whether that's, you know, just licensing stuff at the legislature or, you know, things like the stadium, you know, where it is about keeping our public funds and public schools sort of thing. Um, and I think that was one of the frustrations was exactly what you hit the head on was our educators were pointing out that exact same thing. So we have a, a fantastic member up north in Reno, uh, uh, assembly member of Selena Luru Hatch. Um, who's fantastic, wrote a, a very good op-ed that appeared in yep. the Nevada Independent that basically said, 40 years of data, folks, nothing there, you know, the, all, all these folks see is Nevada as an easy mark. And they've said yes to every other billionaire that's come before them. So why would Nevada do anything differently this time? And they proved her right, unfortunately. 
Um, you know, but I think she she has a great loud voice for the frustration that most educators face. And that's why she ran for office. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, she was one of these folks who saw certain things happening at the legislature and said, I'm going to fix it. And she ran and she beat the Democratic establishment twice in the in the you know primary and then in the general when they they stayed out of it. But she went up there and she made a point like I am a teacher in Washoe County right now. Let me tell you how this works. Let me tell you how this is going. And fortunately, she was ignored for a lot of things. She had a bill that would have uh, reduced class sizes. Um, so that was one of our, our big pushes with uh, it would have basically tied class size to teacher pay. So if it were above the ratio, you would have gotten a certain percentage based on whatever the, the bargaining would have been. And the legislature said that was too expensive. And that was only $250 million. So if $250 million is too expensive to reduce our class sizes, I can't imagine why $380 million seemed affordable to give to the ACE owner. Um, you know, we pushed for a 20% salary increase for educators statewide. So the legislature would have basically just raised all the salary schedules themselves. Again, they said 300 million was too expensive. They couldn't move that. They ended up moving 300 million into the rainy day fund saying that was too expensive. And then a week later, give John Fisher $380 million. So they can pretend that this is this economic boon. I mean, we have a great example of what it doesn't look like, right? We have the, the Allegiant Stadium they did with publicly financed monies, which uh, was just as egregious because they raised the room tax to afford $750 million to finance that stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's money that could have definitely gone to education. So the, yeah. the new one, if they want to obscure the, you know, the bonds and this and that, and the, like that one definitely did. Um, there- I, I remember fighting on Twitter with uh, somebody in Nevada who was like, well, you know, for Elysian Stadium, you know, it, it's, you know, Nevadans don't have to pay this tax because it's a room tax and yep. everyone's going to come to, you know, no one cares about the room tax. Everyone comes to Nevada anyway, so it won't affect you know, uh, how, you know, first of all, like, you know, it won't affect any, you know, won't have any effect on the demand for rooms. So like, as an economist, I'm like, wow, you've, you've discovered something we've never discovered before right, right, exactly. attacks with no incidents. Um, but, uh, but like, also if you have discovered such a tax with no incidents, then you should pass it and use the money for something better. <laughs> like- right. So it's, it's actually funny. So um, I was actually running for state Senate that year in 2016 when they were hearing the uh-huh. stadium and that was like the big proposal. So obviously I read up on it because it was a possibility that if I had won, that would have been my first vote because they would have done a special session right after the election. They ended up doing it before, but like I was the one guy and I think the caucus that was like, this is kind of a bad deal, right? Like this, this doesn't make any sense. So like we can find $750 million for a stadium, but not education. And I think at that point we were 46th or 47th. Now we're 48th. So congratulations, I guess, you know, the this, this stadium put us in 48th in education, even though that was supposed to be the big revenue boom that would help us. So, you know, we have a good example of what a publicly financed stadium does. We've heard somebody say that, uh, you know, the stadium helped them put $2 billion into education. That's simply false. Um, had that been true, I think you'd hear everybody arguing for 10 stadiums because that would be a lot of money going to schools, but nobody's arguing for that because that doesn't- It's $2 billion. There's there's like- You can buy the A's for that, dude. You can buy a whole whole expansion team for that. There's like like eight games a year. Yeah. And then like- How is that even that possible? If there's 81 Taylor Swift concerts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every single NFL game obviously generates a quarter million, a quarter billion dollars. And it's it's far too soon, I think, to even say, you know, the Allegiant Stadium acts as what, maybe 4% of the entire state's general fund? That would be absurd. Um, 
So it, you know, we have a great example of publicly financed stadiums right here, not even notwithstanding the 40 years of data that suggests otherwise. Um, you know, uh, Steve Hill, this, uh, I think afternoon, this afternoon said that, you know, this is going to triple revenue in the area. And it's like, where are you getting the numbers? <laughs> like there were legislators saying, I don't see it. Please explain it to me. I'm not being flip. I just want to know how you arrive at those numbers. And again, I think this goes back to the, like, who was paying those folks to present. Um, gonna, they sure present a very rosy picture of everything, but with very we're, little. We're going we're gonna to triple, uh, we're going to triple our income by putting three uh, tourists in each hotel room. Like what? How are right. you well, so, triple revenue? so part of our effort, and it's not directly related to litigation, but kind of somewhat yeah. related. Um, we're going to pursue a, uh, a ethics complaint against uh, Mr. Hill and Mr. Aguero. Uh, there were plenty of folks who said that they had met with them about the stadium uh, and they were never registered as lobbyists. I know that doesn't yeah. certainly stop the stadium. Um, but again, right. all options for us are on the table. Like I think the process was so secretive and it shut a lot of folks out uh, for you know the, the listeners when the bill was still being heard in the Senate, the assembly started hearing the bill. They called it an informational presentation. Yeah. I lobbied most of my adult career. I know what a bill hearing sounds like. I know what it looks like. And an informational presentation on one single item is a bill hearing. So they were hearing Senate Bill 1 in the assembly before there had even been a vote in the Senate. And when they took the bill hearing or the presentation, quote unquote, they shut off the phones so that people couldn't call in to support, oppose, or testify in neutral. So you shut out a large base of educators and community members for that matter, especially, you know, those who need ADA accommodations. And, you know, we have a lot of folks on native lands in Nevada. So basically you're telling them that their voices don't matter in this process and we're going to hear it. So, you know, I mean, politics is optics, right? So if the optics are, this is baked, this is happening no matter what, and then you do something like that, that's going to put a, you know, the, a bad taste in folks' mouth because it looks like it's a done deal. And that's not the way legislation, especially of this magnitude, should look, or any 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 legislation, but especially of this magnitude where public monies are at stake. And I think, you know, so that's one thing we're going to pursue. I don't know what'll happen. I've I, you know, I can read the the NAC codes and say he should have registered. Nobody knows who paid Jeremy or Steve Hill. And yeah. that's a problem for our our community because those those ethics laws are important and they should be read liberally and making sure that our public knows who's being paid to advocate for who and why. And I think to this day, we still don't know that. Yeah. And, and as far as like the main issue, like I, I like back to that article on the, so we're recording this on Tuesday and uh, yeah, Mick Akers of the Las Vegas review journal put out an article with Steve Hill. He's the CEO of LVCVA. And um, I guess his money quote here, he said, uh, this is what Steve Hill said to, to, to Mick Akers. He said, litigation would be challenging the supermajority vote of the, of the legislature, and that's misguided. That won't go anywhere. So it, it seems like he, he doesn't believe that there's much validity in your main objective. And um, you were saying offline and you, you actually are you're formulating a formal response to this article. Is that right? Yeah. Um, can we get um, a quick preview? Like what, what is like your, your talk? I mean, what is your response to that? And um, is there a chance that what you guys are doing can still, you know, curtail this project if, you know, if you, if you reach your objectives? You know? Absolutely. Um, first off, I don't, I don't know what bench uh, judge Steve Hill sits on where he can opine that two thirds has already been ruled against. Um, I'd be interested in his legal opinion on that one. Um, you know, just because the legislative council bureau says it doesn't need two thirds doesn't mean it has to be uh, a two thirds or not two thirds, whatever they decide. 
they, they ran into issues like that. And uh, I think it was the 2019 session with a modified business tax that they said didn't need 13 votes or 14 votes rather. And it, it didn't get it. And they passed yeah. it with a simple majority. And yeah. so just, just some background. I think, I think we've, we have, have had similar fights in California. So yeah. I, I think I, I know I'm aware of this, but it's, it's that there is a part of the Nevada state constitution that says for a new tax, you need two thirds vote. Correct. Legislation. Correct. Okay. So that's what um, I think our, our best foot forward uh, litigation wise is going to be on that language. Um, <laughs> there is language about, and I don't have it in front of me, but basically there's, there's two ways to attack it, either saying that it did create a new revenue or it changed the computation of existing revenue. And my, you know, I, I was a lawyer in another lifetime before I decided to get into politics. But uh, the way we're kind of approaching it is to say, if you create the stadium district, which is designed to create revenue to pay back the bonds from the county, didn't you just generate new revenue? Because it's not existing revenue anymore. You've generated this new tax district. So, and there's, you know, this is more complicated and what'll be in the yeah. complaint. So that, yeah. that's, that's, you know, just a kind of simplified version of the first prong. This second, I mean, so, certainly from what they, what they said, what they told lawmakers, they were saying this will be all new money. So that's right. Sounds like right. new revenue to me. Right. And I think that the second part of that is the, the current Tropicana site is a hotel, it's a casino. They've got yeah. shows on the strip. If you take away, if you knock down the Tropicana, you've taken away sales tax, you've taken away property tax, you've taken away uh, gaming, you've taken away LET for live entertainment. Um, you know, they have a few shows there um, and any other types of revenue. Yeah. If you take all of that off the table, I don't know what the TROP does in terms of percentage overall to the, the general fund. Let's say it's 2%. Let's say it's 0.1%. It's changing yeah. the amount that inevitably gets to the general fund, which funds education. So you've taken that off. It's not a matter of, you know, the Tropicana deciding we're going to knock it down and then the state loses revenue that way. The state got involved to the point where they gave them that site and their plans are to knock it down. So this is state involvement in knocking down a casino for a stadium. So I think that, in my opinion, the way I'm reading it at this point, and there's smarter lawyers who are going to write the complaint than than me, who I'm not a lawyer for NSAA or anything, but if you take away that portion, didn't you change the computation of taxes and that revenue yeah. in that whole area? And it's the state that did that, not, you know, private entity that decided to buy the trop and knock it down. So I think, you know, in, in terms of pursuing litigation, I think, you know, for anybody to say that two thirds has been decided would be incorrect. Um, yeah. I think presumptuous, I think, you know, in terms of, you know, non-flippant answers to Steve Hill, um, who may have been an unregistered lobbyist too, by the way. Um, it's interesting to see those who lobbied on this bill for public money to a billionaire's stadium dismiss the efforts of educators in Nevada again. Yeah. Um, you know, we saw that for eight days when educators were like begging them to, you know, fund education, fund a 20% raise, and they all just said no and brushed them off. You know, educators are going to always keep the focus on our kids. That's always going to be our number one focus. It's unfortunate to see folks like Steve Hill dismiss the work we're trying to do for our kids, because that's ultimately what we're trying to do. You stop the stadium, that money stays in the public funds, the transferable tax credits aren't decreased, and there's $180 million left, though, you know, over there. The taxpayers at the local level aren't on the hook, possibly, if the bonds aren't paid. 
Um, but we also want to keep the focus on what we're trying to do. You know, the, the second part is the initiative process for the revenue, but you know, all efforts are on the table. I think, you know, when you see Steve Hill say what he says, it's the typical response from, you know, the, the men in charge of Nevada who, you know, do all the backroom deals, who decide things before there's ever a public hearing. Um, it'd be nice, you know, if one of these folks, and I hate to give them talking points, but the best way to approach this would just be to say, look, we'll see what the courts say and we'll see what the citizens of Nevada say. We disagree with their position, but for people to dismiss the possible ability for a Nevadan to vote on this in a ballot, I don't understand that. If there's enough signatures gathered, we have that referendum process, let it go to the ballot. If you think you've made a good vote and you think you have presented a good case, Nevadans will vote, yes, we want our public money to go to John Fisher. If they don't, they'll vote our way. But I think the Nevadans should get a voice in this because they were shut out of the process. Is it true though that the vote would, because I'm, I'm reading the article now, it's like another sticking point that Hill says is like, you know, if even if they are successful, it wouldn't be until November, 2024, and they could have it all wrapped up by then. Um, but even if, it, but is that what you guys are trying to do? Like, even if you guys did get it to a vote, would that kind of untie whatever, whatever they did? I, I guess I'm just kind of confused as to where it fits in the bureaucratic process. Like, yeah. So I think say MLB uh, says, okay, can you guys do anything about it? Or I, I think we can do something about it, in my opinion, until a shovel hits the ground. Um, because I don't think, I guess long, I, I mean, I guess what kind of bothers me about Mr. Hill's comments too, is it sounds like they're just trying to rush their own timeline just to spite us. Um, I don't know if I came off that way to Oakland fans, but that's certainly how it came off to educators who've been texting me all night going, Hey, did you see this? But the referendum, you know, I mean, it, litigation would certainly slow things down because who is going to demolish the Tropicana hotel with outstanding litigation. If they say that that vote needed two thirds, that would nullify every contract they have, or they'd have contracts, but they'd have no land. They'd have no funding. Same thing with the referendum, where if you remove that language from the bill, how does the Clark County Commission even give bonds to any of the Oakland A's owners? Uh, so there's there's that. I think, you know, his his response was very simplistic and dismissive on that end is, you know, if there's an outstanding referendum and initiative, certainly the initiative does take longer. Like we're not, you know, naive to the timetable on that. We'd have to get signatures. We'd file it and then it would have to go to the legislature in the 2025 session, which gives me heartburn just thinking about that session because we just finished the 2023. <laughs> but if the legislature punts on that, then yeah. it goes to the ballot the next cycle, which would be 2026. The referendum language could repeal Senate Bill 1. We may even do another initiative if we have the funds to dismantle parts of Senate Bill 1 and maybe not even do a referendum, just make the bill, you know, make the effort. I guess, economically impossible, um, you know, saying something like certain bonds have to be voted on or they can't go over 100,000 from, you know, go ed. And there's a million different things we could probably do. But I don't understand how he thinks it's a done deal. And if he thinks it's a done deal, um, you know, he should, I can't remember where I read it, but I'm pretty sure Oakland was still talking to the owners like, what, two days ago in the newspaper I read. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, if, if, if Fisher, you know, I mean, I think, and that's one of the issues I think too locally, and you guys certainly probably have more thoughts on this. Nobody even trusts these people. So to the point of I don't like, think either I don't think in either place. I think Steve Hill right. and Jeremy Aguero do because they're getting paid by him, but that's probably right, it. you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I think like it's yeah. so interesting to me where there's a there is a group of folks who think that he's just using Nevada 
to leverage Oakland or maybe Salt Lake to go, look, these these guys gave me public funding. Match it. I'll stay. It's easier to stay. You know, like I, that's how little some of these folks trust this new guy. And like, not only is that bad just for this deal, but that's bad for if you're trying to grow a fan base. And, you know, I mean, like you've heard a million people probably say this about the the Vegas Golden Knights, but they're homegrown. Yeah. We love them here. They yeah. wouldn't do anything wrong. Um, but it's because they're homegrown and forcing a team on us that by all intents and purposes doesn't make any financial sense. I love baseball. I, you know, don't necessarily love publicly financed baseball, but you're forcing a team on us through a very bad and, you know, questionable deal with a lot of weird metrics that nobody quite understands. But, you know, all the community saw for eight days was a failing education system. And then the legislature's going, but we're done. Let's buy a stadium. And that's indicative of our entire approach. And if you've been out in Nevada for five, 10 years, that you get it. That that's I went through the public school system here. You know, I, I think I turned out okay. Um, my mother would probably say better than okay, but you see, you know, I've seen it go down. Like I've seen the class sizes go up. We've, we've been studying this stuff for years. People don't care about a stadium. They just want to make sure their kid has a teacher in their classroom. They want to make sure the bus is on time. They want to make sure their kid's getting fed and nothing with a stadium has anything to do about that. And I don't care how many times Steve Hill says that this is going to have some type of benefit on anything like that. It won't. How, Alex, so how how can Ace fans lend their support? So first, you guys have been fantastic on social media. We're, we're very big on social media, Twitter, Facebook. Um, follow all of our accounts there. Follow our union accounts because um, we are we are a teacher's union at the end of the day. Um, sisters and brothers of uh, CTA and the Oakland Education Association. Um, so we're, we're very active on there getting our messaging out. Um, and I think that's why you see pieces like that with Steve Hill because we own the narrative right now. We've, this stadium thing is a, it's a referendum, no pun intended, on schools or stadiums. Which do you want as Nevada citizens? And I think we've, we've framed that really well. The litigation and the statewide vote are going to be very expensive. Um, I hate to sound like Mr. Aguero and, and make a pitch, but like any amount of money that you can donate to schools over stadiums yeah. is appreciated. Like we're, we're you know, I'm not, I don't have the exact numbers, but fundraising is good. But if we're not at, you know, that 1 million to 1.5 million, like it's going to be even harder. We are meeting with folks and donors and all that. But, you know, I mean, any bit that folks out there can donate to help the educators in Nevada prove their point that our our goals are misguided and we need to keep the priorities on our kids and, you know, make the point that public funds should stay with public goods and services. And that's not a stadium. Um, I don't think anybody would ever argue that, you know, we have a, I think I joked, I can't remember where I said it, but, you know, we have, we have a, a commission on school funding and their whole job was to basically say, this, this is how you get to optimal funding. And they give a bunch of, you know, strategies to get there over 10 years. And the legislature has punted now two sessions. So for four years, we've ignored this plan. And in that plan, and I've read it a couple of times, it's a, it's a quick 420 page read, but never mentioned stadiums. Doesn't mention the stadium being a fix, doesn't mention anything. It's, you know, it's property tax, it's sales tax, it's expanding certain revenue bases that we already have. That would get us to optimal funding. You know, the gaming tax could be uh, an initiative that we're going to pursue. That would help us get to uh, that optimal funding amount by bringing in certain funds, uh, perhaps changing the mining 
there's a lot of options on revenue, but we can't really do a whole lot on the initiative rank or initiative until we can get some funding. So, I mean, whatever, whatever your listeners are able to give doesn't, I mean, every little penny will help because this is going to take a lot of effort. Um, you know, we, we know it's going to be a lot of hard work to get signatures and sue and all that stuff. That that's fine. We, you know, we, we're not afraid of that. Teachers aren't afraid of hard work and educators know how to, to do a lot with a little, but in terms of getting these things on the ballot and getting the signatures verified and all that good stuff, it's going to take funds. It's going to take quite, quite a lot of money. I think like people don't sort of, you know, don't sort of imagine uh, uh, how, how much, how expensive that is, but, you know, you have to, you generally, you know, have to pay people to, to collect the signatures and then you have to do a lot of money to, to verify that the signatures are correct and, and put it all together. Yeah. And obviously attorneys aren't cheap uh, for, for, for lawmaker uh, for, for these kind of uh, things. So really it is, it, you know, for, for A's fans, you know, right now, I think the big thing is, is donating money to stadiums, uh, to schools over stadiums. Uh, and we'll, we'll drop, uh, we'll drop a link and we'll re retweet the link. Uh, um, but that. you know, you can found that, find them on Twitter and, uh, this and Facebook the, and everything. Yeah. Cause I think, you know, again, like I said, this is, you know, a strategic partnership between Nevada and Oakland fans. Like yeah. we'd love for you to keep the team. Um, and part of our effort is to make sure that we're not spending public funds on a stadium, which would hopefully keep the team there. But if we can successfully block them from building it here, that defaults back to Oakland. I don't have a whole lot of insight on on what the council, city council or, or any of your folks are doing up there per se, um, just about what I read in the news. But, you know, I think that's kind of where we're aligned is we would love for you to keep your team and us have an expansion team. So if we can, you know, partner up on that as much as we can. Um, you know, it, it's it's a principled effort, but it's also practical where if we can prevent them from building here with public funds, again, default back to Oakland, maybe that's where you guys can figure out what your deal is and keep the team that you love. Um, you know, I will say that if, if they have to come here, I, I hope we love that team as much as you guys do, because it's admirable. And, you know, we'd love for you just to keep the team and then, you know, a few years, let out, you know, let Nashville and Vegas get the expansion teams and you know, we can we can learn to love a new team like we did with the with the, uh, the Golden Knights. But, uh, you know, again, any effort towards us with the litigation or the referendum hopefully keeps the team in Oakland or at least prevents them from coming here, which narrows down the list of places they can go. And Alex, were you surprised at uh, how the vote went down with with the, the Senate and um and the uh, the, the other chain, the assembly, excuse me. I mean, it, it seemed like it, initially they were asking, they were kind of playing hardball, kind of asking questions and grilling them. And then that weekend passed, that long weekend, and then they came back, and all of a sudden it was a little bit softer. Uh, what did you think about just the the way it went down in the Nevada State Legislature? Yeah, I think you know personally, I think especially with special sessions, um, you know, they're they're good in a way of it heightens the issues that you have with just government because you get to see you know everybody focused on one item. And I think we saw that for better or worse. The, I guess my approach to, to legislation is not get me to a yes. And it seems like a lot of our folks looked at that bill and said, I know this is terrible, get me to a yes. And I think that's a terrible way of looking at public policy um, because sometimes public policy is just bad. Bills die because they just don't make any sense. Like, And I think for me, that was what this bill was, where they were looking at it. They were asking good questions, especially, you know, unfortunately, some of the ones who kind of went back on their word, which was surprising. And, you know, they might spend the rest of their public careers not looking at the comments section on every tweet because of it. And they should. But 
I think when you see them asking hard questions and then voting yes, especially when those questions weren't uh, answered, I think, you know, there was one legislator, and I'm not going to give him any credit by mentioning his name, um, had asked about, you know, this is to, to Dave Cavill about the LET and if he would, you know, offer to pay the LET, LET outside of the exemption. And, you know, he kind of got stonewalled a little bit and he called, you know, he said he was disingenuous for that answer, et cetera. And then he votes yes. And nothing in the amendment changed his issues with the bill. He just got to a yes. Somebody got him to vote yes based on absolutely no changes to his primary concern on that Friday night hearing. Uh, so I think it, it rubs folks the wrong way when you see them go, get me to a yes, I'll vote. And, you know, some folks are fine with public money going to these types of efforts. That's fine. I think, you know, it's telling when some folks go with my own money, I'd invest this. It's a risk. I would do it with my own money, but with the public's absolutely not. And there were a couple of folks who said that, and that, that's a good way to approach this. But when you get a bill in front of you and it just says what this bill ended up saying, if your response is get me to a yes, I think that's a very, very bad way to approach legislation when it has something to do with public money. Um, if it's other issues, you know, the, there might be a case by case basis. But I think we saw a lot of folks just go, I want to go home. I've been here for 120 days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Days. Saw a lot of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think, you know, that that's part of the issue, too. Right. Like one of the rumors was that the governor was going to call this special session later in summer after folks kind of had a, a break and a lull in their in their legislative so, and I don't know if that was strategic of just, you know, kind of the rope-a-dope, like we'll just wear them out. Yeah. I, I also think the timing of the Knights being in the Stanley Cup and maybe like legislators had some sports <clears> fever <throat> and were feeling that civic pride. Like, I, I don't know yeah. if that had, because I mean, they were wearing Vegas pins to the to the chamber and everything. Yeah. Like, it's I very really possible think that, that they played I mean, it well I, like that. Yeah. But I think, you know, I think what... Can we get the teachers into the Stanley Cup finals? How do we do that? <laughs> That's what I joked about. I think someone had a tweet yesterday or something like, well, if only a billionaire wanted 20% raises and, and smaller class sizes, I think the legislature would bend over backwards for him. But yeah. I think, you know, it was just a very, very odd process. Um, you know, there was two... Spe this was actually okay. a special session. The first one was over a vetoed budget bill, which ended up getting like one extra Republican vote. So, you know, I mean saying that they were going to hear it later in session in the summer, you know, would that have been better? I don't know. It, it certainly would have helped vet the idea better, but <clears throat> I think, you know, they wanted to rush the process through and they did, but I think, you know, when certain things like, so the day after they got the stadium, the governor vetoed the universal school lunch bill for kids. Yeah. yeah. And I think for I some folks who are like, you know, a little bit more politically in the know to kind of go, wait a minute, you didn't give the governor some type of like no kill list before you ever just handed him a win on a stadium. Like, yeah. How about here's 10 bills. I want your signature on them right now, or we'll run out the clock and you don't get your stadium. Cause there's no sweat off my back. If you don't, this is a bitter, bigger win for the governor than it is for the ledge. And the legislature is probably the one that has to answer to folks like the teachers more than anybody, because it's more localized. And we know these people, we see them at Starbucks and around the community because it's a small state. The, you know, to veto school lunch bill after you get a stadium, like, my God, like, I don't know, you know, again, optics are everything. And that's what our folks saw. And for certain Democrats not to fight for the housing bills or the school lunch bills before handing the governor public money for a stadium, not that I would have supported the bill, you know, to do that, but certainly get something out of it. You know, I've, I've been around for quite a bit in Nevada, like, I've never seen such a bad deal get passed with an even worse deal. 
So you pass the stadium, but they didn't get anything. They got a community benefits agreement. So you have to beg John Fisher to say, yeah, we'll take care of the community. We'll help out with some folks like, you know, we'll do what you want. And they got the, you know, uh, a paid sick leave for, you know, certain uh, organizations who get grants. Fine. What else did you get? Because right after that, you you lost school lunches and all the housing bills died. And now we're in a housing crisis still. So now what? What did we do? Are they going to live in the stadium? Yeah. I mean, yeah, housing crisis. That's like a universe. I mean, <laughs> Bay Area, too. I mean, it'd be nice to have three more uh, residential units over here in Oakland at Howard Terminal. I was going to say, wasn't that's that was like the big sticking deal with well, Oakland? I, I think I think Fisher's my theory is that Fisher's eyes were too big for his stomach. Like you know, like they initially proposed a six billion dollar thing with like a park, three thousand, you know, performing arts center and uh, co- hotels and condos, and then all of a sudden they need money when they go to Vegas. Like it doesn't make sense, man. So yeah, uh, they, I I would say I would say that a lot of things were different in Oakland, I- including clearly a government that w- was going to like check all of its, you know, check all of the boxes and check, recheck them again before they were going to enter into anything. So, so the real thing I think that, that blew it up was the A's, uh, uh, the, the A's picked a site that needs uh, like a crap ton of uh, infrastructure improvements. It's right next to a, uh, one of the l- largest uh, ports in the United States. And so there's just huge semis that run on all these streets. So the, the, all the roads have like huge potholes and stuff. So they need to like redo all these roads. Uh, and so the A's just said, well, just you basically use, just, just use your general funds. Just do it. Just do it. And yeah. Oakland was like, well, we're going to, we're going to get, we're going to get transportation grants. Cause that's what transportation grants are for. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they got, I don't know, like maybe 80% of what they needed to. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, the, meanwhile, I think all of the, all the economics was working against the A's to build this gigantic, uh, this gigantic super duper site and stuff. And I think that they just decided, uh, they decided that they could find some bigger suckers in Nevada. And, and, you know, also the fact that the fact that y'all state, uh, only meets for to pass laws like once every two years. <laughs> it's bizarre, it's the but worst like, way to do it. Like, oh god, I, I would be so in favor of annual sessions, but it ain't up to me. But you know, yeah, yeah. just make these people professionals. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't like, understand how in 2023 you can still work like to four months every two years. It's kind it's of like, crazy. Uh, we're yeah. gonna get all the ca- get it's the cattle cool. ranchers and the gentlemen planters together two, you know, one time every two years, like. <laughs> Well, like some folks, and I, I think, you know, I even heard folks say, you know, this, this isn't the best way to do it. There's got to be a better way, but I'm not talking about annual. And I'm like, you just did. They're, they're, I think their issue, and I've heard it a million times, is that if we do annual, the lobbyists will own the building. I was like, eh, they kind of do already. Like, are, are you looking yeah, at anything? You need, like- you need, you need staff, right? Like if you, if you, if you spend a bunch of money on staff, then right. you won't need to use lobbyists to tell you what the things right. say. That was the other thing that drove me crazy was that the uh, legislatures were asking the lobbyists, what does this mean? You know, it's like, dude, you don't yeah. get, like, like it, it was very clear to me that the city of Oakland's staff had spent much longer at, you know, like, and, and was much, much more knowledgeable about uh, the ACE plans than uh than anybody at the state of Nevada, which, you know, you'd think. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, uh, yeah. the the treasurer had actually presented the bill during the regular session. He didn't do it for the special for some reason. Very smart, mm-hmm. knowledgeable guy. Um, yeah. I, I like working with Zach Conine. Um, 
he knows his stuff. After he left, there was definitely a noticeable absence of knowledge on the issue. Yeah. So I'm not sure why they didn't have him. I don't know. Yeah. You know, ask him if he's ever on. But I think, you know, you 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 said it best. I think, you know, when when you're listening to some of the questions that the legislators are asking, you know, Guero or Hill or, you know, their lobbyists, whatever you want to say, it was it was noticeable that they hadn't done a whole lot of prep work for some of those questions. Cause I mean, it was basic questions like think uh like the opportunity costs question was like one of the worst answers i think i heard from aguero yeah. uh, i think he knows better i think he was being a little careful with his answer to the point where he was like oh just like a coupon like you know he you know the the transferable tax credit's like a coupon and the opportunity costs are you know so great in this little area it's like okay yeah. maybe but you're knocking down a hotel to create opportunity costs when you already have a hotel that i think does the same or could continue to do the same but it's just yeah, it was it was a very odd process. Um, yeah, especially our, and our educators again watched. I mean, they they're smart. They know they're engaged. They they picked up on this stuff very quick and go like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and you're gonna pass this amount of money for what? And you just told me no to a raise. Like, come on, guys, where's your priorities? Well, I you know whatever. I, I'm I'm a, I'll be out there again on uh, the socials. Banging the uh, banging the donation uh, bell for uh, uh, st- students or uh, schools over stadiums, but uh, we've, got, uh, we've got some folks at the stadium today in uh, Seattle with some little cards from us. So we've been connecting with uh, some Oakland fans to just make sure that we have a presence yeah. in, in the stadium. Yeah. I was going to say, like, yeah, like while we're recording this right now, like about ten minutes ago, um, I don't know. So A's fans went up there with cheer cards to organize. Um, basically sell the team chance in the fifth inning of the game. And that, that was uh Hal's idea originally in Oakland, silent um, like this a silent protest. Basically everybody stands up for the first at bat. doesn't say anything. When the second batter comes up, everybody starts chanting, sell the team. And that just happened right now. Like while we've been talking about 10 minutes ago in the all-star oh, awesome. game in Seattle. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but they cut to a Shohei Otani interview in the middle of it. So you can't, they didn't show the stadium at all, but you can kind of hear the microphones in the background, pick it up and, some journalists have shared videos from the stadium. So it's apparently they it, Manfred got destroyed uh, when the A's were making their pick a couple of days ago in the draft. It. Like it, it's becoming, I mean, and when Houston was making their pick, it's yeah. I mean, it's definitely like an, a nationwide, you know, focus on this issue and A's fans aren't giving up yet either, which is, which is, I don't well, know. Well, I think that's, cool that's kind of going to be our, our, you know, we're, we're definitely going to make a national pitch too to folks. So, I mean, outside of this community, like, because I mean, look, I mean, we we hear that they're possibly doing this to Milwaukee um, and other yeah. cities. Like, I think we, you know, certainly want to show that there is a pushback of these types of deals. Um, you know, I think I heard somebody say that the uh, MLB is not really approving anything that's not a public-private partnership. I think that's yeah. incorrect, but I can't remember if I saw that. Um, no, I, well, that's not. They haven't made that public, right. But but I but think I, you know, yeah. I think having the teachers lead the charge is important because it has to be us like you know this is it's money that's got to go to our schools and politicians get distracted by new shiny objects like stadiums and we've done i've seen it twice now in nevada within the last you know seven years like we've done it twice it's the second time we got distracted we had another special session for the raiders we had a new special session for the a's and education hasn't gotten any better so are they just giving up on that or just like you know we did a little bit. We did a little bit more than next time. So you should be, uh, I sound like De Niro, a little bit, a little bit. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they, you know, they do a little bit more than they're supposed to. And that's it. They move on. Uh, yeah. you know, 
they're very proud of this two billion that they gave us this year for for education. But you know, with, with the fact that we haven't funded education and the high inflation, like it gets eaten up. We barely move the needle with two billion. It sounds like a lot, but the folks who just passed the stadium have no plans for that next two billion. You know, we're we're focused on building world class stadiums, but not a world class education system, and that sucks. I, you know, I think. I think, you know, a lot of people, you know, will keep saying, you know, well, why, why are these teachers getting involved? You know, this is, this is money, you know, this isn't money directly from teachers, but like part, part of the problem of, of these kind of giveaways is that, you know, it only costs everybody a little bit of money, uh, you know, and so there's nobody who's feeling, you know, so, although I think, you know, I still think like, I think $380 million divided by the number of households in Nevada is still like 300 dollars a household yeah, which is crazy I had but like guy, yeah guys are yeah but like it's just you know somebody's gotta somebody's gotta take the take the lead and, right and uh i applaud you guys we appreciate that yeah it's it's uh it'll it'll take a village but the teachers are gonna lead it and i think you know this is our lesson plan we're not trying to teach them a lesson like you know in, in the aggressive way but this is our lesson plan public money public schools let's fund that first and then yeah. you know then you can build your stadium privately like we're not opposed to that but uh you know T-Mobile was funded privately nobody has a problem with that they're wildly successful and let them continue doing that you know they have a great model for what a privately financed arena looks like um i don't know if you guys have seen that big giant globe sphere that we have in las vegas yeah that thing's nuts dude uh, that thing is yeah, wild. That thing's <laughs> really, it's really weird um but that cost that was uh i think the final cost will be about 2.3 2.4 billion dollars to build that thing Privately financed. You want to waste your money on a giant eyeball? <laughs> James Dolan, Fine. I think, did that. It's yeah. going to look great in Halloween when oh, they spin around man. that pumpkin again. But uh, you I know, mean, even the Giants across the Giants across the bridge in San Francisco, their their ballparks completely privately financed, and now they're like turning into real estate moguls. They like transform yeah. the whole area. You and know? I think that's so, fine. Yeah. Like let let the billionaires get richer, but they don't need to. You know, get, they don't need handouts from the politicians in Nevada, and that that's our point. I think that's going to be our point continued on because, you know, we we have to make the stand here because it's the right thing to do. And, you know, I got to tell you, too, I think, you know, hopefully A's fans will come in with some more money. You know, I know this is going to it's it's just going to be really expensive. So, you know, uh, uh, but but I also know that, you know, if it gets to that, if it gets to that signature collecting time, uh, you know, I'm sure I'm sure A's fans will, will organize, uh, you know, a bunch of convoys up to up to Reno and, and wherever we can we can get to to stand out in uh, outside of Safeways. And, or, and uh, yeah, and we appreciate that. We'll, we'll need uh, we'll need folks helping out. So if anybody wants to come to, to Reno. Um, so the way the signature gathering works, um, basically, you need uh, I think with the secretary of state hasn't released the exact numbers, but it's about probably twenty six thousand signatures of valid voters from the previous election uh, per congressional district. So yeah. we have four congressional districts. So it's not as much ground to cover as some, you know, obviously California would have far more than we do. So about a hundred thousand, a hundred four thousand ish. Around yeah. So that, that's basically what we need. hundred. I think it's like 105, 128,000 ish range. Okay. Um, whatever they say is what we'll get. Oh, actually we'll double that, but we'll get more than that. Um, so, you know, folks in right over to the Bay area and Reno and the Washoe County be perfect. And in Vegas, you can pretty much knock everything. You know, I mean, there's four, con three congressional districts just in that area alone. So mm -hmm. you can kind of just, you know, North Las Vegas, you know, Summerlin, and then Henderson, and you can knock out, you know, congressional districts one, three, and four right there. Um, so you know, and, and and we've done this before. Uh, you know, we did signature gathering in I think 2008. I wasn't here, obviously, 
Um, and then in 2011, before I started as well, uh, qualified them. One of them won, the other one didn't. But, you know, we, yep. we never get signatures on the ballot. It's it's not possible. I've heard folks say, oh, they'll never do it. They're, you know. Yeah. We have done it. Uh, you know, again, if the voters decide that they want the stadium, at least they got the opportunity. And that's our point. But if they want the stadium, we're all, that's also the second point of the initiative is, look, if you want the stadium, we're also going to have a revenue piece. So you can vote, give public funds to John Fisher, but also raise revenue for education. So, you know, it could work out. You know, we would hope they vote for both, obviously. But, uh, you know, I, I will do my damnedest to make sure they vote yes on, you know, repealing it and yes on revenue. Well, you know, I think when I first heard about this, I I didn't know how serious to take it. I didn't know if it was going to be a serious attempt. I just, I you know, I know that it's such a a big hill to climb. But I mean, it sounds like you guys, you guys are absolutely a hundred percent serious. And this, I I think, you know, if you're if you're listening to us or watching us on YouTube, please go donate and you know get ready. Get ready in a few months or whatever to start heading or whenever that's going to happen in a year to go to Nevada and, and collect signatures with these teachers. And th- this sounds like a real serious and really professional organization, you know, uh, uh, everything. So uh, I, I can't wait to see what you guys uh, come up with and and, and, and and keep reaching out and letting us know what we can do. Same here. Yeah. Happy to come on and update you guys whenever you want. Awesome. awesome. Alex. Thank you so much for the update, man. I know we, uh, it always happens like this. We end up talking an hour, so <laughs> we can just keep on going. So uh, thank you very much. And uh, again, this is Alex Marks. With uh, He's a director of strategy for the Nevada State Education Association. And yeah, make sure to follow all their progress. So, yeah, where do, what are the handles or like what are the social media profiles they should be checking out, you think? So uh, it's uh, schoolsoverstadiums.com. It's a website. Uh, if you go to schoolsoverstadiums, if you go to that website, you'll be able to get, uh, get our Twitter, which is uh, – edu over stadium so education over stadiums but edu because okay. uh, elon doesn't like 15 plus characters so it had to be edu over stadiums you could have been um, school I, with a k yeah it's funny we used to have a red for ed movement and uh everybody was like well i hate red i don't look good in red i was like well i don't have like a blue for school my rhymes um, so we've got uh, EDU over uh, stadiums at Twitter, uh, schools over stadiums on Facebook. Uh, we're not on threads yet because I think that's just super chaotic and I can't figure it out. Just yeah, yet, so. I, I, wonder, <laughs> I, I use it for like a day too. and I, I don't really use it anymore. It's like if you could organize the library by the letter B for book. Because I can't find anything. <laughs> I just got on because Dave Cavill uh, put, for, did his first I saw that and everybody was just like, And I was like, I don't know. This is a great way for me to join threads. I'll join threads to drag his ass. That's all anybody did underneath was sell the team over and over again. But uh, yeah, so we're on uh, just a website, Twitter, Facebook. Um, we will be having a mailing list at some point um, and some sign up forms for either volunteering or, you know, donor lists. Um, you know, if you know some you know, high dollar donors who are interested in helping kids in Nevada, then, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll roll that kind of stuff out, but uh, right. we're active. We're there every day posting stuff. Uh, if anybody's on listening right now, we have just kind of a fun thing about, uh, you know, it's an all-star game today. Tell us about an all-star teacher that you had growing up. Like just tell us about somebody you had growing up that changed your life and an all-star, you know, we, you know, that that's, that's the focus is our teachers and our kids. And, you know, we're just out there for the kids and our educators. That's all. Thank you so much, Alex. Awesome. Thank you Thank very you much, guys. Alex.
Good chat and talk to you soon.